Yay. All right. SEO this week. Welcome, everyone, to, <laughs> to episode 203. If you're in the video, you got to watch me lip sync that whole introduction. It was awesome. You, you all missed it. Um, so this week, we're going to talk about uh, the product review update a little bit, answer some questions, and then go into uh, a little bit of myth-busting. And the, the reason I wanted to do a, a myth-busting, the MythBusters uh, episode, is because there seems to be this big old trend uh, inside of the, um, the search blogs, as it were, talking about the, the myths of SEO, etc., and they're dispelling the myths. And uh, you read those posts, and nine times out of ten, the, uh, the content themselves is actually uh, uh, myths at the same time. Like, it's, it's, they're, they're perpetuating myths by attempting to uh, eliminate myths. Uh, and the fact of the matter is that SEO is not a one-size-fits-all thing. We all have basic things that we need to do, right? URL, title tag, H1, content, uh, and, and backlinks. So we do all those basic things. Uh, it's the same. It's the same for every website, title tag or every web page, title tag, URL, meta description, in content, H1, backlinks. It's all the same. Uh, where the disambiguity comes into is that the algorithm doesn't treat all niches the same. Uh, and if they did, the whole concept behind uh, the medic update, for example, would ergo be completely false because it did not affect just the medic sites, right? It was a it was an algorithm-wide thing. Uh, and then once medic came, where did everyone jump onto? It was EAT. Oh, it's uh, expertise, authority, and trust. Uh, and the only thing that I can probably lean back towards um, in, in regards to EAT is the fact that trust is a big deal. We, we know that. Trust has the algorithm is taught to... Um, have the score, and then that score is, is kind of your trust thing. How do you measure it? No freaking clue. Uh, and then you get to authority. So what makes one side an authority over another one? Um, Home Advisor and Angie's List, owned by the same company. Would they? Which one is the authority over that? Or maybe is it, is it Yelp? And what is basis? What is the basis of that authority? And then you get into expertise, and really, at the end of the day, any good writer with a little bit of research skills can come across as an expert in a topic. And you are not an expert because you say you're an expert. You're an expert because somebody else calls you an expert. So I can write uh, to you guys and talk to you about woodworking, for example. I can build general things, but if you call me a woodworking expert, then I'm a what? Then I'm an expert, right? Then I've I've achieved that that status as a woodworking expert, a gardening expert, a motorcycles expert, a horses expert, a guns expert, uh, or an SEO expert. You're not an expert until someone else considers you said expert. So how does Google measure that? How does that go about things? Um, and so a lot of that stuff, a lot of it, it, and it's kind of a tangent, but a lot of that stuff really goes back to the fact that there's myths about SEO. There's preconceived notions uh, about what we think works and what we think doesn't work. And it's based off of our unique experiences when we're trying to rank web pages. Uh, and unfortunately, the bigger publishers are are putting out this these myth busting posts, and they're they're based off of the experiences of the people that are in their writing pool, and. Typically, I find that the people in their writing pool are not people that are just doing, you know, mom and pop SEO. These are people that are working in um, big corporations and companies. They work for brands uh, or they have larger agencies who only do or service larger brands. And they're considered experts based off of their position in that agency, X, Y, and Z. Nothing wrong with why they're considered experts. Nothing wrong with what the websites that they're doing. Uh, the problem is that a lot of this stuff is coming across as that's true. It's, you know, this is this is the way it is, and this is the way it should be, and this is the way it should be for everybody. Uh, and if you've been in SEO for uh, more than a day, you know that uh, that is not the the case at all. So, 
Um, so we're going to go over some of that, and, and I want to kick this off, actually, by saying welcome, everybody. I appreciate all of you, those that are live uh, on uh, the Facebooks, Periscope, and the YouTubes. And those of you that are listening to the podcast reporting on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, etc. We're working on getting Google Play, too. We'll see how that works out. But I think, I think honestly, I want to do that radio station thing before I do that. And if I do the radio station thing, that means I need another computer. Because not only can I have my own radio station, but for those of you who like the music and stuff and the, and the styles of music, it's just, I can actually play um, music. As in a DJ, I can set up entire playlist for for a workday, for example, and you guys just come into the uh, the internet radio station, listen to the work music you like, uh, and then make requests and all that cool guy stuff. And then we can do the show every Mondays at two, and the phone uh, option will kick in. I got a package from Amazon. I didn't open it up, but uh, I'm pretty sure my phone cable should be here. By next week, for sure. I ordered that through B&H. Uh, and then we can do the uh, the live call-in stuff, which is going to be, in my opinion, is going to be pretty pretty awesome. No one else is doing it, so why not try it out? The downside, obviously, is making sure that uh, people call me during the show. We can have some fun with it. Uh, all right, so <laughs> the white hat persona voice. I love the white hat persona voice. It's awesome. Let's uh, share the screen. I'm going to have to bounce this out. Boom. Let me see OBS. Madness behind the mission here. I'm going to hide this over here. All righty. So there's this uh, this update, the product reviews update. And uh, what was it announced? April 12th. Uh, and let's see what this says and when it was announced on the April 8th is when it came out. And uh, the idea behind this uh, update is to, quote, unquote, clean the search results of canned um, canned product descriptions, etc., cetera, uh, used by affiliates in order to rank for product names and or, and then, and or best of terms in order to uh, improve the quality of the Internet. Now... At face value, that actually sounds like a great idea, right? So, you know, you're looking for a product review and uh, you open up three or four websites. And typically, if you watch the last two episodes, you can actually just do product review pages and using the, the sales page. Uh, and uh, it eventually it just comes out like where everything's all the same, right? Or there's the same copy. Uh, the affiliate programs have affiliates um, like copy that you can use and all that stuff. And if you've ever been in one of those markets where there's a big launch and you get an email from 30 different guys and 29 of them are the exact same email, it's because they got the affiliate copy from the, from the product owner and they're sending that out to their list. And you just happen to be the, the recipient of 29 exact same things um so in and of itself at its base that idea is not horrible cleaning that stuff up the uh the downside is if you look at it from a different perspective is a week or so before this google announced that they're doing the uh or going to start with the with a program that actually um takes snippets of your content so if let's say you do best uh the best rc drones the best drones right so you have a best drone page it's going to take your content and put it into a best drone page list created by google or curated by google with your content and then they're going to send the visitors not to your affiliate page but directly to the sales page for the product. Ergo, cutting you as affiliates completely out of the mix while using your own content. So the uh, the white hat crowd, um, 
that you see, and I, and I pick on the white hat crowd, but it's 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 the the Google the Google rah rahs. You know, they're all oh, this is wonderful. This is all this is so good. We're gonna get more more exposure, and your branding is gonna be awesome because you're in a featured snippet. Well, moron, your branding it might be great, but if you're an affiliate and you're not getting traffic, then you're not getting conversions and then you're not getting affiliate commissions you're not making money uh and google definitely wants to take that uh away from you and that's that it's the best of is essentially what they're doing so they know that you that you as a user now think of yourself as a user for a little bit when you read products or go to product reviews, you go find a list. I'm searching for a new keyboard for my Mac. I go find a list of keyboards and get the impressions from other people in, on their their best of. These are the good parts. These are the bad parts. And this is how you make your buying decision. Google knows that. Google also knows that you make a lot of money doing that. And Google knows that you make a lot of money doing that with the traffic that gets sent to you via Google. So Google is going to use your content, create these best of pages in some of your favorite niches, and then take your traffic and your affiliate commissions. And the Google product reviews uh, algorithm update was part two of that. So first they launched the page thing, and then now... The, the algorithm update is, is out. The downside was there's a lot of people, even white hats and black hats alike, have kind of noticed that this isn't just affecting the affiliate market. Like if they're going after how-to terms, it dropped it up. If they're going after uh, product reviews, dropped it up. Glenn Gabe, the whitest hat guy I know, he's smart as a whip. And look, product reviews update. This is what all this is the the traffic from product reviews and queries. How far down it is. Lily Ray, do you guys know any? She's cooler than hell. She's the best DJ. Uh, she's a great DJ. Uh, but do you know anyone who can point out this? Like it's all it's all dropping. There's another one. It's going up, but for the most part, it's 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 dropping. So they want you to step up your game. They want you to, to quote, unquote, write better content, et cetera, for it. And the reason they want you to do it, and the reason this update came out and did this to people's websites is because they want to take your high-quality content, put it on um, that best-of page, and use your hard work and effort to get the conversion. There has been no examples yet of that page the best of thing in the wild that i've seen uh but i'm looking forward to seeing that so i can reverse engineer it and see if google is actually using that to generate quote-unquote affiliate commissions for themselves now if the, if they did that if they use your content and then have some kind of affiliate deal with the product owners um or the other corporations, like they send all the all the traffic to Amazon, for example, and then you could and it could be proven that there's a tie-in between Google and Amazon to eliminate, and there's a, a business deal out of that where they push down everyone else's content, put that best of page up, and then send all the traffic to Amazon for a set sum in the background. That could be some big issues for Google uh, in their antitrust thing. Uh, but that's more of a tinfoil hat concept idea right there. Just, you know, it's kind of popping in the head. But uh, be, be on the lookout for that. Look at your affiliate sites. Uh, if it got hit, it's not, there's no saying that you can't recover from it. But I would just look at probably some of these, the stuff that you're doing on those, on those sites and make that a little bit, um, a little bit more unique, if, if that were. Hopefully uh, that helps you guys out and gives you a little bit of insight into what you're um, what you're doing. All right, so next I kind of there's a couple questions, and if you if you don't know, like 
I have a lot of tools to find news stories and stuff, right? And uh, I can do RSS feeds. I do um, a couple of softwares that boost build it all up. Feedly, I use Reddit, etc. Uh, and a lot of the time, there's some there's some really good questions on Reddit, and there's not a lot of good answers. So, uh, f- real quick, I just want to bring up a couple. And one here is uh, GMB Everywhere as a reference to GMB Everywhere. And it, it says, uh, we created a free local SEO extension called GMB Everywhere. We'd love to hear what you think of folks, uh, folks think of it. So, I'm still building out and trying to get some karma in here. I actually had a... Uh, a Reddit account and it was for my other agency and my karma was in the thousands. Uh, and then my password was stolen. And if you ever lose your password in Reddit, uh, and it, they make it down near impossible for you to get back. So I got to start over with this, my personal account. So I don't mind commenting on some of these <laughs> ghetto posts as it were. Uh, but this one's actually uh, really interesting and, it, and it's probably from, uh, two perspectives. One, this is a brand new extension. I actually looked up the extension, and, and all it does is it gives you the categories and it highlights them in ma- in maps, which makes it like really easy. So let's look at this one just an ex- as an example. Uh, we'll bring maps out, and then, and then, and no, and then. Uh, no, I got to get out of search. I want to go to maps. Take me to maps. Uh, maps. There you go. Now we're in maps. Phoenix SEO in maps. Click on this. And there it is. So what it's done is you can do this without a, an extension. You don't have to install an extension to do this, but what it's doing is it's pulling out and it's using the code and it's finding the category that that business is is using. This is important for you to know is if you don't have internet marketing service first, uh, you're not going to rank, right? And also, for as a point of fact, if you don't have the exact match term inside of your, uh, your business name, you're not going to rank either. Look, Phoenix SEO, Phoenix SEO, and then finally there's one SEO company, which is kind of general. Um, and then, uh, you know, little me. I think I'm down here in like 50 or something. Let me check. Look, look, look. Crazy down here. I know I'm as far. 40s. even going to be even farther than that because I'm not zoomed in. There I am, right here. Uh, and I'm searching from, from Yuma. So, <clears throat> but if I, you know, if you, anyway, so let's see what my, so I have web designer first and internet marketing. If I, one of the things if I wanted to change to be competitive is that I'd put internet marketing over here. The other one is I'd probably have to add Phoenix SEO into my map, right? So, um, and I'm not going to do that because we used to do that with over the top SEO all the time. And then the Joy Hawkins and the Narc SEO crowd used to jump on, uh, on the, uh, the, uh, I hate over the top SEO bandwagon and call us out in all their posts, et cetera, and get all our maps shut down. Uh, despite the fact that everyone and their dog is doing that <clears throat> and because and Google doesn't care uh, if they did, they would actually change the algorithm so that the keyword inside of your business name wasn't the number one ranking factor, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so that tool is actually really cool. It's GMB everywhere. Check it out. It just, all it does is it saves you from mind-numbingly looking through the code and it brings out the categories for you. Just, you know, that's one little thing that makes life a little bit faster. Uh, next is creating a home workout website worth it? This is a this is a great question, and I, I like this question because not a lot of people um, think about talking to other people about their niche ideas. And in the in the case of this, it's a a brand new person, right? I'm I'm assuming because just the way that the question was formulated, it's a brand new person. They want to get into this market. 
and they want to know if, if the process is worth it. So one of the big, it's 800-pound gorilla niche, right? So payday loans, weight loss, make money online, health and wellness, fitness, big money there, big competition there. And in order to, to uh, if you're if you're asking yourself that question, you have to be able, be prepared to ask yourself a couple of things. One, do I have patience for SEO? Um, because it's going to take a long time to compete with those 800 pound gorillas, uh, whether you like it or not. And you're going to need a lot of money for backlinks, and you're going to need a lot of good content. You're going to need a good content plan, and it's going to have to continue to grow. And you have to compound it off of long tail searches over and over again until you become competitive enough to dive into the uh, the larger the higher terms right um so with that it you have to when you're when you're asking those questions to yourself is this worth it is can i afford it should be more the question and two can i afford it for a long term because it's going to take time uh, and you're going to need money. You're going to need money for backlinks. You're going to need, and in the short term, pay-per-click um, for Google ads, Bing ads, Facebook ads. You're probably in a market like that, fitness, especially in a uh, where you're trying to uh, give exercises and stuff. You're, you're looking at uh, YouTube uh, and leveraging YouTube ads, etc. So um, keep all of that stuff in mind when asking that question. Uh, at at the end of the day, if you can get into fitness niche and do really good and generate decent traffic, you're going to make money. The problem is it just takes so long to do it. Not a lot of people have the bankroll or the patience to wait that long to, to monetize a website like that. Alrighty, let's see. <clears throat> let's get into some myth busting. So... Here we go. All right, so um, <laughs> this is this is pretty funny. So Mythbus misconception: social signals impact ranking. The idea here in this post is that uh, social signals do not impact ranking. I think uh, that this would be more accurate to say that not all. Social signals impact ranking. And if the counter to that or to a myth is nothing beyond John Mueller said so, then you could probably go ahead and assume that these people just don't know and they're just following John Mueller's statements blindly and that social signals do not impact ranking. But... It's more accurate to say not all social signals impact ranking. Case in point, Twitter. Twitter, you can do tweets, uh, and you'll see a little bit of a jump. It's not anything exciting. Trust me, I used to have a couple thousand uh, Twitter accounts, and then I'd go and tweet my tweets and with my link. And uh, if you follow the, the black hat uh thinking behind that i'm supposed to rank great and then i'll get traffic and stuff yeah not so much so um so tweets you know they impact a little bit twitter moments they impact a little bit when you combine those two they impact things a little bit more uh and they do that twitter twitter tweets and twitter moments in particular do that through ranking benefit and tracking bet or traffic benefit through your target audience um so social signals from Twitter, impact ranking. Facebook. Facebook likes do not impact ranking. All you're, all that's doing is is in the Facebook ecosystem um, giving it a thumbs up. That thumbs up could result in more traffic to your website. Ergo, the signal results in more traffic, and that traffic could possibly result in more uh, higher rankings. The Google Maps people, there's a lot of Google Maps people that are talking about CTR. If you're Craig Campbell, Holly Starks, Chris Palmer, uh, and a whole bunch of other ones, they're all on, on the CTR thing. But if you have a Facebook post to your Google Map, 
it gets a whole bunch of likes, people click on it. Uh, the the idea is that it, using the right link, you will create a CTR uh, benefits. Uh, so indirectly, the Facebook like has uh, impact, but as a ranking impact, it's zero. It is, on its own, there's there's none. Like we've tested it. Likes don't do crap for you other than just make you internet famous uh, on Facebook and you feel better about yourself. Same with posting your link inside of Google Groups. You'll get absolutely zero ranking benefit out of it. You may, on the other hand, get traffic benefits out of it, which is, you know, that's kind of worth it, right? So get some more extra traffic from a market especially if you're hitting uh, target markets uh, and, and you're in groups that are, you know, narrowed down to your specific market, then that, then that works. Uh, but Facebook shares. Facebook shares on different profiles creates backlinks for your article on each one of those profiles because those profiles are crawled and indexed. And the posts on those profiles are crawled and indexed. The, uh, and the same with your pages. The posts on your pages are crawled and indexed. The pages themselves crawled and indexed. So those social shares uh, directly result in uh, ranking impacts. Reddit, same thing. If you can actually get your links to survive the Reddit Nazis over there, then uh, the those links count. And that bet those backlinks, I bet you, are, they, they count uh, as well. Um, so... You want to be able to leverage Reddit as much as you can. So there you go. This misconception, social impacts ranking. Social signals sometimes impact ranking, depending on what they are. It is is more the the true statement. Again, I anything that says, well, John Mueller said, then this just tells me you didn't test it and you just went off and did it. Uh, and I can tell you that these two platforms here, uh, are really, really good for backlink building. Okay, let's see. Uh, SEO is dead. I'm not even not even messing with this one. This is like the tired every every year. Oh, SEO is dead. SEO is dead. And then you know what happens? SEO is dead. Everyone transitions over to the new thing. SEO is dead. So you should be on video. SEO is dead, so you should be doing PPC. SEO is dead, so you should be on Facebook and make a Facebook group. You know, it's it's the same garbage. It's the same um, argument that comes over and over again, and it happens every time they, uh, the, the guru crowd um, want to shift the focus over to different par- products and different strategies. Uh, if you all remember the... Uh, it happened, the biggest one, it happened when article marketing became, guest posting became outreach. It's, it's all the same shit, right? So, uh, and in between those, in those transitions, SEO is dead, article marketing doesn't work, now you need to do uh, guest posting. Oh, guest posting doesn't work, now you need to do outreach. Uh, and because SEO is dead, uh, and then it's, oh, SEO is dead. Now you have to have relevant backlinks, and they can't just be any backlinks. they got to be relevant backlinks. Um, but SEO is dead because pretty soon AI and, and machine learning and the NLP are going to understand every word you say, and they're going to be able to grade your content based off of just the content alone and not backlinks. And it's all bullshit. All right, so let's see. Duplicate content never negatively affects your rank. It says that's a that's a myth. Duplicate content negatively affects your rank. Let's see. Uh, so one of the myths that we must never, ever post duplicate on our sites and we'll get penalized. Normal sites, according to John Mueller, have a, have a dupe, have a certain level of duplicate content. Uh, if you need results, if you need a unique result, you has otherwise don't sweat those landing pages that look similar or have a few blog posts covering the same topic. So, kind of true. This is actually um, the uh, the idea behind this is there's a lot of people who are getting into uh, 
local local search and and the reason everyone wants to do local search is because local businesses in particular uh, are where the money is it's it's great to get a, a whale uh, as a client <clears throat> but whales are few and far between you have to get a whole bunch of um, uh, large tuna put it that way uh, they have decent amount of money they have patience and they have an understanding of what's going on with their markets and typically you find those people in local business um, and so a, a lot of people getting into that market are being told and I, and I know this because I'm in tons of, of slack groups uh, with uh, supposedly other really smart SEOs who consistently tell people every day that they can't have the same content on their websites. Uh, and in local specifically, that is a complete and total lie. Uh, you can essentially make a template for whatever. Um, Phoenix Plumber, for example. And you make out this build template and you optimize it for Phoenix page and it, let's say it ranks page, uh, page one, position number three. And you're happy with that. And you also have an office in Scottsdale, you have one in Tempe, you have one in Tucson, you have one in Flagstaff, and you have one in Yuma. And all you have to do is change every mention of the word Phoenix on your original page to Flagstaff, Scottsdale, Tucson, Tempe, and Yuma. Uh, and, and Google's totally cool with that in local. And, and the reason why is called, uh, it's a simple simple uh, system inside of there. I'm not sure that Google has a patent on it. They have a patent on everything. But the reason why, it's called common sense. You are going to say, inevitably, the same thing about your services if you're a business that does the same thing everywhere. So if all you do is re do roofing, and all you do is roof repair, installation, and replacement. And you do that in five cities. Google does not expect, and it is trained to not expect you to change how you describe your product or service just because it's in a different city. So you are allowed some sort of duplicate content. The where you're going to get in trouble is... You've got a few blog posts covering the same topic. This will get you every time. Or you have landing pages on a mass site where you have too many of the same city name. Did you know there's like a Boston, there's a there's a Miami in Kansas, there's a Miami in Illinois, and there's Miami in Florida, then there's Miami Beach, North Miami Beach, Miami-Dade County, Miami-Dade, uh, and Google, when trying to rank for a Miami keyword, so let's say you wanted to rank in Miami, Kansas, you would have a hard time doing it because Google would think that you're talking about Miami, Florida. Uh, and, and so when you have too many of those that are really narrowed down or you have too many blog posts covering the same topic, you can really mess up Google. So... You have to be a little bit smarter when it comes to, and, and this isn't duplicate content. Like the, the myth is covering duplicate content, but it's actually what this is really addressing is keyword cannibalization, and and that's real. It'll get you uh, every time. So so be a little bit careful with that particular myth. Content is king. Yeah, this is this is old. <laughs> content is king when the user gets to your site. And that's when your content should be the most important thing. In regards to ranking, um, Kyle Roof has done the Lauren Mipsum test, and I say this all the time, when the Lauren Mipsum test stopped ranking number one for rhinoplasty um, city, and he's got like five of them out there right now, then content is king. I'll believe it. Then... AI, I believe that they're getting better. Then machine learning, I believe they'll get the, they're getting better. Then uh, NLP, I believe that they're getting better. But right now, content is only king if the user gets to your page and then it turns into conversions. That's when that content is king actually comes. In ranking, content doesn't mean shit. It's keyword placement and density. Uh, let's see. Keyword research doesn't matter. I 
The author says that they get a qu- this question a lot. What is the point of optimizing for one keyword when you rank organically for hundreds? I get this question a lot. And then it goes into keyword research doesn't matter. I I, I think that there has been a big misconception in our, in our space because... Uh, when it when Panda was released, everyone started ranking for multiple keywords. Uh, I did a, a great example of a, a keyword, and I'm and I'm becoming more and more cautious about sites I share because of negative SEO. Uh, but I did a uh, a great example of a keyword that I optimized for one keyword, and Google is showing it for four hundred some odd terms now. I did another one in another market, 785 terms. Did another one, same website, different type of app, uh, and it was uh, almost 800 terms. All on from, from one page. That's what Google is showing that. However, you still have to be optimized for your primary term, and that's where this keyword research stuff comes in. Yes. Google will show your page organically for hundreds of terms, especially if you do a good job. Long tail keyword tools, how to research them, uh, how to find. Here's some examples. Here's some. De- here's the definition of it. And and if you do a page that covers all of these things, it'll show up for all of these things. But at the end of the day, long tail keyword is the keyword that you optimize a page for in order to to get that to to go. So. I don't know why it says misconception, keyword research, doesn't matter. Uh, And then they illustrate, their illustration indicates that that people are not doing keyword research uh, just because they want to rank for a lot more terms. But that's not exactly true, and it's not a misconception. You have to do this keyword research. You have to create keyword clusters, and you have to... uh, put your page together in an outline format uh, so that it will have the best uh, opportunity to cover the topic and get as many keywords as possible. In this this example, long tail keyword would be the primary keyword. And I do, uh, there's a long tail keyword definition. I would do another header, long tail keyword examples. I would do another header, long tail keyword research. And then I would do another header, long tail keyword tool. And then I would use another header, long tail keyword finder. And all of those would create one page for me, probably 1,500 words. And I could use that not only to talk about what long tail is, uh, but have the opportunity to promote a tool as an affiliate thing. Uh, and then I would actually be able to, as the, the tools move and rotate around, I just change the tool that's pointing to this, that, that's getting the affiliate commission, and use this as an evergreen piece of top content. So if you have SEO blogs, there's your outline. It shouldn't take that much to, uh, to write that bad boy. Um, so that's those. Let's see. There's another one here. My browser catch up. Oh, no. Oh, right. It killed Neil Patel. I guess it doesn't want to see it, so I'm just going to skip it. Already 30, 38 minutes in anyway. Uh, here's another one. It's debunking link building myths, and this is on Moz. Again, there's a lot of people... Uh, who who read Moz? Uh, your clients, my clients, newbies, and uh, alike, and they all kind of just jump into these things and, and believe them. Uh, out of uh, you know, believe them just because it's on Moz. Uh, let's say who this is: head of PR of Aria Digital, and if I'm not mistaken, that is not a small agency. Yeah, Aria. Yeah, this is this is a big agency, right? And they have a lot of clients, and these these guys have people who are uh, doing, you know, have deep pockets. Okay, uh, let's see. And she working with well known brands, so large brand, large brand, large brand. Those are probably large brands in the UK. Um, so she probably. And I'm just assuming, because I don't know her, but it's not in her bio, there's no indication that she's actually worked with a small business before. Um, and so 
keep that in mind. Also, as I was reading through this, she's approaching it from a digital public relations um, perspective in regards to link building. Uh, so let's get into this one. First myth, category plus product pages equals impossible. Uh, and she said that people think that it's impossible to build links to product and category pages. I don't know who the hell she's talking to that would even say that, but if people in her circles are saying it's impossible to build this and she considers that a myth, it would probably be a good indication to actually get the hell out of those circles that she's in. (laughs) Uh, You can build backlinks to any page that you want to on your website and category and product pages is actually a great way to do it especially if you're in a market where your category pages are always ranking higher so you link back to your category page from all your product pages you build backlinks to your product pages there you go your category page gets strong google's in love with your category pages it ranks it higher and then you take over for all of those products versus just the one so again i don't know who she's talking to you but um, Shannon, if these people are telling you, that's your name, right? Yep, Shannon. If these people are telling you that it's impossible to build links to the pages, you need to just get out of those circles altogether uh, and start and stop talking about it. Top tier news sites only give no follow links. This is, uh, this is actually a decent myth. I've heard this before, and it's a big argument against buying links on um Larger properties, uh, in particular news sites, because they're running the nofollow thing. Uh, today, it's well t- to me. I didn't care because I had always I had always done testing, and I knew that nofollow were passing juice anyway. Uh, and then Google officially changed nofollow to mean a hint uh, to indicate to everyone on the planet uh, that had half a brain that nofollow is passing juice, uh, and so. The, the the argument of there's no follow links on text radar USA Today and all that stuff and those aren't any good um, are uh, is wrong and, and so this one I like she she actually goes over that she can you can still get some do follow links which obviously would have more it's a more it's a better hint than a no follow link um but both of them give you back backlink juice right but um. It's kind of nowadays. It's don't let that be your factor of choosing whether or not you're going to uh, get a backlink from that site. If it's a really good site, it's got really good traffic, it's got a really good authority, uh, then you're going to uh, get success out of it. It's going to be worth it for you. Uh, and if you're in a white hat crowd, think of it like this: it's a no follow link, but you can get more branding and exposure for your brand, um, and indirectly get traffic from it whether that site's relevant to your client or whatever or not so just keep that in mind uh myth number three only send pitches in the morning dumb i only read my email in the afternoon maybe if i'm lucky i've missed so many business opportunities because i don't read my email every day but i've saved myself so much headaches because you know what i don't read my email every day um so just send it just send it out. Just just go go with it, dude, and send them out whenever you get around to it. Uh, it, it doesn't matter when you're sending it. If they're going to respond to it, they're going to respond to it anyway. If they're not going to re- ignore it anyway, regardless of when you send it to them. Uh, personally, I if it, if I am looking at my email in the morning, I look at all of the stuff that's obvious spam, highlight it all, and delete it all at once, and don't even open it. Uh, versus the afternoon and I'm being lazy, then I might actually look at one of those pictures or two. Let's see. Relevancy isn't king. This is the idea, and remember she's coming from a PR perspective, digital PR perspective here, that you have to get backlinks um, on relevant sites, right? And when you're talking about digital PR at the end of the day you're doing a press release and those things are posted on sites that are generally about everything uh, in particular digital PRs or if you're doing outreach you may be outreaching to a site that's relevant 
uh, versus one that's not because it's a better opportunity for you. And the reason it's a better opportunity for you than, say, a general blog versus a relevant blog on target blog is the potential traffic that you can get. From a link building perspective, both of those links, uh, all things being equal, will be the same value. So a Truffflow 10 or 20 link on, on a non-relevant domain and a Truffflow 20 link on a relevant domain is going to send you the same link juice uh, back and result in, generally speaking, the same amount of ranking boost or decline uh, regardless of the, the relevancy. The true relevancy is king concept actually comes from the the ability to get secure links on sites that would actually not only give you the backlink, but give you traffic because now you're getting some real value out of it. But the sad part is not that many blogs really um, want to talk about plumbers. Not that many actually give a crap about your iPhone case. Not that many of them uh, care about the uh, hot sauce bottles that you're selling. Not that many of them care about the Tupperware stuff or the Pampered Chef stuff or the Sensi or um, whatever that you're selling about. So now, Mr. White Hat Person or Mrs. White Hat Person, what do you do? And the real SEO where the real business owner knows that it's time to reach out to places that are not relevant. Uh, and um, cooking, survival, um, mommy bloggers, daddy bloggers, uh, gardening YouTube channels, all those kind of things all create backlinks, and they're not entirely relevant to what you're offering. So you are a tools, a tools store, online store, e-commerce. You sell shovels, axes, and hammers. And you want to promote your your hammer product, uh, and you can go to construction sites. Construction is not relevant entirely to hammers because hammers also are for welding. Hammers are for gardening. Hammers are for mechanics. Hammers are for all of these things. So th- the relevancy is not directly there, but the market for your product is there. Uh, and so you have to be careful with this this term of getting links from only relevant websites. Define relevancy, and uh, you'll be uh, better off. I can tell you from being in the adult niche and building as many links as I built uh, in my days as an SEO, relevancy doesn't mean crap when it comes to link building. Um, if you don't care about the traffic directly through the links, um, you're still going to rank, regardless of whether they're relevant or not. The traffic is a bonus, and you just kind of double down on your work and save a little bit of extra money. And makes you less dependent on the Googles. And you can't ask for a link. I don't know who... This is from, a, again, this is from a, a digital PR perspective. Um, I do public relations too, so when you're talking about actually reaching out to the journalist and saying, hey, thanks for mentioning our band, can you give us a link? Um, you can ask. Nine times out of ten, they're going to be douchebags and they're not going to give it to you um, just because they think that you know they're the greatest thing on things on earth. But occasionally you're going to find some really nice people in there and they'll hook you up with some backlinks to it. Or generally, uh, these people... Uh, for the most part, the cool ones, they already know that they should link back to the website uh, on, on when especially when they're doing a story about you or either you help them th- do the story uh, and they are truly honest and they want to give you uh, credit for it, and then they'll link back to you on their own. Uh, but for the most part, if they don't link back to you uh, in the original story and you actually have to reach out back to them, it's going to be a no. I mean, you can ask in nine times out of ten, they're going to they're going to say no, but that one time uh, it may be valuable. Just just bear that in mind. So it's this isn't really a, a myth either. So, uh, you know, this is an interesting perspective. The video wasn't horrible, but for the most part, that's uh, debunking the the myths of the, uh, the myth posts, as it were. Uh, all right, so let's see. 
I'm going to get into... This is the last one. So, and this is um, Reddit. For a Shopify site, is it better to start going off a collection of contents and product page optimization or acquiring backlinks? This one is actually um, uh, an, an, an interesting uh, question because it's not just shop, Shopify site. Like I mentioned Shopify, but, uh, or it mentioned Shopify, but at the end of the day, you will always need less backlinks and you'll always need a little bit less promotion uh, for search rankings if you get your um, your on-page stuff handled out first, right? So just get the word the uh, the the website optimized as, as best as you can uh, to be competitive on par with everyone else's in there, and then move on the backlinks is usually a a thing that I do all the time, unless unless I know that niche, and if I know that niche is going to need backlinks, and I know that niche is going to be a lot, I just start building them. That'd be like the first thing I start firing off, build the links, and then I'll let the on page catch up to the links. And once that does it, the the benefits will kind of both kick in around the same time, uh, and it makes ranking a whole lot faster. So that's how I would handle that. I thought this one was interesting because I heard I, this. I hear a version of this question all the time. Which one should you start off with? And, and typically, it's got to be the on page. In particular, the content, because if you don't have content to optimize and to rank, then the backlinks aren't really going to help you, right? Um, but uh, that kind of seems to be a, a good system that works very well for me uh, consistently. Alrighty. So let's get into the questions. If you guys have any questions, let me know. We've got uh, eight minutes before we hit the one-hour mark. Uh, let's see. I'm going to scroll through. Thing is, most of the time, existing sites, the homepage is a stronger page. Keep investing on it. The home stage, homepage is not necessarily the stronger page. The homepage naturally gets the, the most backlinks just because of the way that people share things. I, um, excuse me. Say I, I want to promote Terry Samuels. Uh, and I'm talking about him, and I want to. Um, he's got a client base that he services really well. They're reaching out to me. Terry Terry has given me like a couple clients in the past, and then I want to return a favor. And naturally, I will direct that person, and I'll just go go to saltera.com and, and talk to Terry. Terry may have a page um, talking about the specific problem that that guy has or gal has, and they're trying to solve it. And I may even know that Terry has that specific page. I may know his line of name, but I'm just going to say go to saltera.com. And in doing that, that's why the homepage typically gets more backlinks. And it's natural across the web. The homepage should typically have more backlinks than everything else. Um, however, let's say you're in a plumbing, a plumber situation and you built your website to support your Phoenix business and your homepage is optimized for Phoenix plumbing. And now you got Tempe in there and now you got the entire website that says Phoenix, 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 Phoenix. And then there's one page that says Tempe. Then you're going to have a little bit, it's going to be a little bit tougher to get that one page optimized for 10p. Uh, not impossible, just a little bit tougher. Uh, let's see. GMB show Facebook likes on some listings. Would that be a signal trust Google considers? Certainly would. Um, if Google is showing it uh, in the knowledge graph or if Google is showing the map, it means that they're still using part of that data partners program that the social media sites were plugged into Google for a while. Uh, I know Twitter used to be in and they got kicked out. They were coming back in. Now they're, they're in again, uh, et cetera. And the same would be with Facebook. And those are uh, just kind of using other signals. Directly, does it improve uh, ranking? Though, I would argue no. It would just be a better uh, CTR tool for you as a business owner. Uh, Sean, what if we want to rank a page in top 10 
Ranking pages do not have much backlinks, but home page of those pages is very strong. Should we build a link to the page we want to rank? Yes, because one of two things is happening. One, if the home page is very strong, it's got a whole lot of domains, and it might be linking back to the page's ranking. And ergo, it's ranking off of the trust and authority that the website itself has. So this brand is highly trusted. It's proven to the algo, to the math, and it's met the conditions that the math were taught to look for uh, in a trusted site, an authoritative site. And so when it publishes, it's easier for it to rank. What I find for the most part, is those are actually pretty easy to beat out with backlinks and proper anchor text. Um, so uh, another good case point example of that, Brian D. just did a video, I want to say like two or three months ago, where he was targeting a term, uh, and he thought, based off his experience in the competition level, knowing the market, that this was going to be a hard term. He published the content and ranked on the second page almost immediately. And all you needed to get up to page one is some is some backlink. So don't be too afraid of that. Don't like get too caught in the weeds when you're looking at backlink analysis, and don't trust those backlink tools because you may not be seeing all of them. You may they may be using private blog networks and all that other stuff and hiding those from those backlink tools. Uh, and that's just um, that's just smart business. It helps to be reverse helps prevent reverse engineering by your competition. It's not shady, it's not dirty, it's not black hat. It's helping make life harder on your competition. Sam, how can a website change from affiliate model to selling direct to customer, particularly you have a best for XY page that are bringing traffic and you want to sell X? Honestly, it's it's a matter of just changing your affiliate links to your cart links. At the end, of the, at the end of the day, so let's say you you built out. Um, uh, I don't, let's go with knives. You sell a chef knife, and you have a fillet knife, and then you have a set, right? And you're you were using it in a selling uh, an affiliate knife or a cut go cut cone knife. Cut go knives are awesome, by the way. You're selling a cut. Cut code knives under their affiliate program, and then you had uh, these knives made, and they're all manufactured for you. Now you have them. All you at the end of the day, all you got to do is switch it over from your affiliate link to your cart link, uh, and your page is, is essentially changed from an affiliate to a um, direct customer page. That's the only. That should be the only difference when you're running your affiliate stuff. Think about it like that. You're trying to sell stuff. It may not be your stuff. But you're still trying to sell stuff, so you have to write decent content and put that together. Uh, and you should be able to just, um, if you're going to sell um, something uh, to a customer, think about it in that perspective um, where Sam Sam is brought up. Think about it in the perspective of um, what if this was my product? How would I sell it? And typically, you're going to get better conversions and uh, better appreciation from Google anyway because you're writing better stuff and your users are sticking around longer uh, and uh, converting better. Um, so uh, that's my recommendations there. Christopher, how do you tell clients about backlinks when they think that buying black inks is black hat or is a better way to describe it or you just don't go into details? I always, 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 always tell my clients about private blog networks. I tell my clients about buying links. I tell my clients about the truth behind outreach, uh, press releases, all of that, right? So um, that way they're they're informed because I am, they're trusting me and they're bringing their business website to me. And so they should be informed, informed of what they're doing. For the most part, let's say if I'm doing a private blog stuff, I have some trusted network providers, uh, and I have the clients themselves go to those network providers and pay them directly. I don't take a, I don't take a part of it. I don't increase the cost of it. I say, go here, sign up for that network. Go here, buy these links from that guy, or I've arranged for these links from that guy. Here's the invoice. Go there and pay them. Um, and so they know, my clients know that they're buying links, and my clients, though, because I send them rank trackers twice a week, 
that they're getting benefits from those. My clients also know I am their SEO. Unless I specifically say I want to change this website for this reason, typically a CRO reason, I am not responsible for your phone calls. I am not responsible for your sales. I'm not responsible for your referrals. I am responsible for optimizing your website for the search engines and increasing your rankings for the terms that you wanted. Now, that does not remove me from the responsibility of talking about conversions, that does not remove me the responsibility of talking about keyword selection, that does not remove me from keyword research, but I have less time with clients than most SEOs because I'm straight up with them. I am optimizing. You're paying for rankings. What is that rankings going to get you? Hopefully, it'll get you more traffic leads and sales. But I didn't make your website. You hired me as your SEO. I didn't make your website. I'm optimizing your website for search. I didn't write your copy. I'm optimizing your website for search. I don't answer your phones. I am optimizing your website for search. I don't do the Facebook say sales deals that turn uh, into money for you. I am optimizing your website for search. Uh, and when you have that understanding with your clients, you actually have a, a whole lot better time um, selling uh, and getting long-term clients that stick around and have the patience to uh, know what you're doing. You're optimizing their website for search. Uh, and then you bring your experience to bear keyword selection, uh, keyword research, CRO, all that stuff, and intertwine it with your SEO stuff uh, and get them success because if your clients are getting success and they are getting more leads, traffics, and sales, they're more likely to keep you around longer. And, and so while you position yourself as being the guy that optimizes the SEO uh, for search, um, you can also be the one that can provide them insights into what needs to be done to make their website more profitable? Um, Susie Bloomfield, how do you hide backlinks? There's a whole episode on that, really. At the end of the day, uh, use robots.txt on your websites that you own uh, to get Google to stop crawling those said websites so that those, said web, that those bots don't know what that website is pointing to. Most people make the horrible mistake of thinking, oh, I just put robots.txt on my website and nobody can see my backlinks. That's entirely untrue. Everyone can still see all your backlinks. Uh, you're wasting your time changing the uh, blocking box off of your money site. Uh, let's see. Elton, last week you mentioned that identical test pages in the same domain are getting filtered out as duplicate and not being indexed, so I checked the same thing happens to different subdomains. And it did. I was just thinking if that could be used as a negative SEO tactic for Web 2.0 subdomains and duplicating their content. Uh, so that brings up a point. One of the testers, uh, Joe Priest, he, uh, he said that he did not see filtering from subdomains. I haven't tested it myself and checked that out. Uh, but now, based off of what you're saying, the different subdomains are being filtered um, now, which is that's pretty interesting. So I'll have to I'll have to build that test out and try to get a third party um, uh, thought on that and see if we can find something consistent uh, to say a definitive yes or no on that. Like I know the filtering for the domain is there, the subdomains I just never even bothered testing it. Uh, could that be used as a negative SEO tactic for Web 2.0s by duplicating their content? The answer is yes. I have tested um, the full syndication on um, the IFTTD model where you full syndicate your entire article to another site. Uh, and that other site actually resulted in the test page being eliminated from the index and the site that was published was got number one. 
That being said, that result is on a test domain that doesn't have any backlinks or anything else. So you have to assume that the um, that backlinks may make that a little bit harder. Uh, but pot, but yeah, you can certainly duplicate your content on Web2 and lose some of the power uh, from your website. It's not passing on Link2C, you can. Uh, and in particular, there's one Web2 that will actually wipe your website out. Um, and uh, John Mueller said it was bad. Josh Brzezinski said it was bad. I didn't believe either one of them until the last the December update came out, and we did some more testing on that domain, and it wiped out websites. Uh, wholesale. Uh, let's see. I tried it with a couple of web twos and it said duplicate. Um, I don't know. You'd have to uh, you have to kind of outline that one a little bit better, Elton, to what you're what you're trying to say. You did you tried it with a couple of web twos and it said duplicate. Um, I would I would have to. In that point, you would probably have to outline that better. Maybe next week when the phone is ringing, uh, working, you can call in and we can we can talk it over. That'd be a good one. Uh, I love talking testing stuff, so uh, I think it'd be great. All right, so I don't see any more um questions. So with that, I appreciate all you guys. I'm going to end the uh, podcast part right now. Thank all of you for listening. If you see me on the Spotify, uh, Apple, iTunes podcasts, uh, I'm trying to get on the Google Play. I just got to figure that out. I'm using a service that syndicates my feed to everyone else but Google Play for some reason. So I'm going to check that out, maybe train, see if I can change services, etc. without messing up my integrations with Apple uh, and Spotify. Uh, if not, then we'll, we'll work it out. But uh, with that, I thank all of you for listening. And if you're on the YouTubes, I'm going to keep it on. I like to play a little bit more music for you guys. Hope you don't mind. <laughs>